0: The reason why it takes me a year is because through a year, you can get to know someone if you talk to them, not sporadically, but enough, right? So if I'm talking to someone, like, I don't want to be that guy that, you know, we meet and, you know, hey, let's partner. All right, great. And then six months down down the road, here's the deal. And man, I don't even really know you, man.
1: All right, guys. Welcome to another amazing episode. Today we have John Fortes. Uh, he is a multifamily investor, and his main uh, focus right now has been working with passive investors. And he has his company has raised and put together and, and assisted uh, passive investors with um, showing them where to put their money. Uh, this is about a a roundabout number of 70 million. Uh, we're going to dive right in. So John, if you could go ahead and, uh, you know, give us a little bit of your background. how you, so how did you get into, you know, the multifamily, the commercial, the capital raising, uh, game, and then, you know, yeah. How did you begin?
0: Uh, Awesome, man. First of all, thank you for having me guys. It's it's a pleasure to be on your show, man. And uh, and I'm honored. Thank Um, you, man. Now, and, and for the listeners, man, please, if you haven't already, please rate and review this show, man. These guys are awesome. Appreciate oh, you Oh, thank you, brother. Thank <laughs> you, man. I appreciate it. Right, everybody should, man. Everybody should. Yeah. Well, um, a little bit about my background is um, like six, six years ago, five, six years ago. It's like six years now. Um, I dove into just all types of books regarding the stock market. And I was just kind of trying to figure out the stock market, looking at my 401k, like, man, this ain't got, this gonna. it's going to be a problem. Right. So, you know, turned to my wife and said, we got to make something happen. And I started reading these books. And all of a sudden, man, it's just kind of it wasn't making sense to me. But all 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 while that was happening, you know, we purchased our first home, we bought it foreclosed. We started fixing it up. We did everything. And next, you know, I saw the value appreciate. So now I'm on bigger pockets, learning everything, reading real estate books, and man, next thing you know, man, it's like real estate we got we gotta do it, so we you know a, a couple years of doing that before I did my first turnkey investment, now, I wanted to burn something, I wanted to buy rehab, rent, refinance, and repeat, but my my appetite for that on my first investment wasn't. You know, it wasn't there. So I bought Turn Key, cash flowing. And while we got that on the contract, everything started funneling out with multifamily. Like I'm talking about podcasts, books, and all of that. So we just started, I started diving in. I told my wife while we had the first investment on the contract. I said, This is probably the last single family we do. Because like everybody, you hear, you know, uh, you eventually. Scale to multifamily, and when you start doing single families, and I didn't want to do like 30, 40, 50 of them, like you hear people get to, so I said, Why not just jump to it now? Dove into some education, some more, bought some program, bought the Jake and Gino Investment uh, multifamily program. Those are my guys, they're awesome, and yeah, we're in there too, man. oh right. yeah, 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 those dudes, yeah. Those dudes that, yeah, so we're in the same community. Look at yeah. that, yeah. Um, so what I did when I first got in there was everybody was. Uh, you know, people ask questions and I, I was trying to make it a point where I had my alert set up with that and certain other groups. And whenever people sent a question, I would try to answer it as far as what I've read and what I've learned or um, what I've heard on a podcast. And I realized my conversation started going until I got my first deal. This is what I heard. This is what I read. This is what I learned, too. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing, too. And then it's kind of funny how that kind of transition just shifted naturally with our asset that we have. So moving on from my first single family uh, investment property, joined the community, uh, started engaging in conversations, partnered up on a 62 unit. Um, And then from there, like five, six months later, syndicated our first 41 and then syndicated a 528 unit right after that. Since then, just to fill you guys in and bridge the gap, the 41 unit, we held it for 15 months and we successively gone full cycle and exited for a 1.5 multiplied to our investors. And, you know, everybody was happy. And that was right in the middle of right when COVID was probably at its peak. So okay. uh, as we exited, so um, it, was, it was gratifying. It was good. Um, I wish we still had it though, like, but it made sense to, to exit and we didn't exit for any bad reason. we, we were approached and someone threw a boat at us. So we said, yeah. Um, yeah, why not?
2: Yeah. Hey, yeah. B- Bill Ham says always, hey, for the right price, I'll sell any day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. You got, I mean, for, from if you're going to get 50% of the business plan in 15 months, you might as well sell it because it's not worthwhile. Set, staying in the deal for another four years to just to get the other fifty percent of your projected returns yep. that you already uh penciled in for, so yep. that you forecasted. So it it makes too much sense, and you know it was cash flowing like nine percent to our investors. It was just really really good asset, and you know in a good market in Chattanooga. So yeah, um, that was that man, and that's where I am today, man.
1: So are you are you now a full time operator, or are you still?
0: You yeah, know, right now out I'm full-time, man. All I do is um, I create a ton of content. I give away uh, investment tracking sheets. Um, and basically, my platform is designed for passive investors, right? So what we do is we're, when we bring on an operator, and I'm sorry, but this is just kind of like uh, what we do yeah. right now, what I focus on. And um, we just bring on you know operators like yourselves, and we talk about, not what you're doing in real estate. We talk about how are you managing and scaling your business as far as what do you, what systems are you using? Yeah. What kind of things are you doing for investors? What was it like working with passive investors in the beginning to how it is now? And just kind of given the experience of what an passive investor looks for with boutique firms or, or high institutional uh, companies. So. It's about the passive investing experience. How are you going to deal with them? Are you communicating? Are you, uh, yeah, you know, sending out proper notifications? How are you raising capital? What what are you streamlining? Are you using investor portals? Are you using everything off a of spreadsheet? There's no right or wrong way, because some of these companies are startups, and you eventually go from spreadsheet to investor portal to uh, pipelines and 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 just creating workflows and processes and software and automation and security is the biggest factor, right? How are you securing documents? Are you compliant and all of that? So yeah, we, we touch on all of that with uh, our passive investing experience to make sure investors understand that this is just, you know, we're firms at the end of the day, we're companies. Yeah. And it's we're, just not just not to, uh, we're not just trying to take your money and do yeah, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. There's a yeah, process yeah. to this, right? Yeah. So, yeah. There you
1: go. So with if- with how you you know you're talking about processes let's talk about that a little bit how are you established are you are you helping investors come to you and then you're bringing those investors to other operators or are you creating your own uh, equity equity firm in a sense and then you know doing a pull through a a deal or another firm to your equity firm how are you structuring your your uh,
0: yeah, that's off. a great question, Oscar. I mean, it's um, it's it's all about staying compliant, and how do you stay compliant without raising capital for other syndicators or, uh, just kind of staying within the rules and being part of, um, you know, due diligence and whatever, whatever. So, what I mean by that is there's a lot of malpractice going on, where there's people that will just Raise capital for the deal without having no other significance in the property or the asset, and that's that's malpractice. You you know you're not a broker dealer. Go get your Series sixty five or Series sixty seven, and yeah, yeah. go ahead and raise the capital, and then um, be able to transition capital into operators deals like that. But if you don't, there's proper ways to do that, and you can create a fund where you can JV with other operators. And as long as that they're not structuring in a syndication, you can send your fund and be part of the GP as it's not a syndication. It's just a joint venture. And that's the difference where a syndication, and I'll explain it briefly, is pulling a capital and purchasing an asset. A joint venture opportunity is us three on a call, we find an asset and now we're just pulling the capital together, our capital or our funds, or our process, or however we're, however we're doing it, and we're, at, we're purchasing the, the the asset. And maybe you two are running it full time, and I'm there just making sure the returns are meeting the investor's expectations and all of that. So it's just simple processes like that. And man, raising through a fund is cleaner, safer, compliant, and it, and it protects all parties involved, not just passive investors, but it protects all the syndicators as well. If, you are investing into a syndication as part of an LP through your fund.
1: Gotcha. Okay. No, that's good to know. And I think that's an important point to tell people is that there is some, some malpractice there and you hear it when you're in the space, Hey, like you bring capital, I can put you in the deal. And technically, you know, that's not, that's not the most correct way of doing it. Right. Obviously syndication has a lot of gray areas, but you don't want to be gray when the SEC comes around. And says actually, it's not gray. It's what we say it is, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And another thing too, it takes me about a year for me to partner with people. I built up that basically the fact that the reason why it takes me a year is because through a year, you can get to know someone if you talk to them, not sporadically, but enough, right? So if I'm talking to someone, like I don't want to be that guy that, you know, we meet and you know, hey, let's partner. All right, great. And then six months down the low, down the road, here's the deal. And man, I don't even really know you, man. I, like, and I'm about to put people's money with you. Come yeah. on. Man. But my partnerships are authentic. Everybody I partnership. I've known for years. Um man, it's it's just like when you're building work relationships or you're networking and you know who you like and you know that you know maybe you don't vibe with someone or whatever. I don't want to be in a deal when I don't vibe with some, with anyone. I've been in a deal when I didn't vibe with anyone and I don't like it. So that's why I put in that I put in that one year rule of, you know, let's let's see how it goes for the year and you know, and and I never push that mark up, man. I, I make sure I'm 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 honest to that. I, I think I've built up enough career capital to know how to get in a couple of deals with the partnerships that I've already manufactured and that are really true for me, but you know, that's, that's how it is.
2: John, what's your background?
0: Ah, great question. I came from IT consultant, man. So, uh, oh, okay, yeah, I did a lot of um, IT consultant. Um, I, I worked from like firm to firm and working on a lot of C-suite and high net worth and people in position of power. So it's not the, it's nothing new to me when I'm working with investors where they're, uh, maybe they're just uh, high net worth, or maybe I'm working with another firm CEO or operator, right? So it, yeah. it's nothing new, man.
2: Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, I was gonna say because you did it in six years, and then you built up that net worth uh so fast. So yeah, that's why I was asking your background, like how you came to work with that type of relationships and know who's who, you know. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's that was that's what I wanted to know.
0: Oh, that's a great question
2: man i think that's
1: awesome man, because i i i see a lot of it consultants in this space and i think it's more and more important like i i my background is cyber as well and i think it's important because like you mentioned the data right i mean more and more security is going to become a bigger issue in real estate and real estate firms as we move forward and it's something that i'm seeing it's not being really paid attention to to be honest but You know, I think we understand process and systems pretty, pretty well. Now, what, so as you, how do you onboard an investor? How do you, what's your process to begin that?
0: Absolutely, man. That's, you know, when, when someone comes through your website or referred to you through email or whatever, like, you know, you want to capture some information. You want to make sure you are getting some, you know, a soft form is what I like to call it. Right. And for instance, it'll be like, how much, uh, not like your name, email, whatever, not how much I never asked them on my first form. Uh, it'll be like, uh, how long are you looking to make an investment? Like it'll be, is it the next month or two, three months, four months, six months plus. Um, and it's just kind of like softball questions just cause you don't want to make sure you just don't want to turn anybody off by asking how much, how, hey, how much money you got in your pocket right now, right? Like, come yeah. on, man, that's not something you're not gonna, you're gonna ask someone. You're gonna ask them kind of like some easy softball questions, meaning, you know, where did you find me? How did, you know, is it a referral or and stuff like that? So probably like five or six questions, none of them asking about money, just asking more about them. And then set up a call with them. uh, And then, as that call is being done, I send out another form where a request to update their profile. And you want to word it similar to that, because if you don't say, if you say, hey, um, just fill out this form, no one's going to fill out the form. It's just another form you're sending them. Uh, How to update your profile. Uh, I need to update your profile before we have the call. Can we, you know, you mind taking two seconds to update that? And Literally, that's the best way to capture that because by the time you're on the call with them, you'll have all the information you need for you to give them information that they need. Because when they're on the phone with you, now they're vetting you as, you know, they've probably already done some homework on you. They've done some homework on your, on your firm already. And then now, here's where it gets tricky. You're qualifying them as the sponsor, as the sponsor as the investors qualifying the sponsor. And you have to have two good working relationships. If you want to just work with anybody, just hire someone and just kind of have them on board everybody. But if you want to work with people that really, really want to grow with you and build with you, and you want to do the same with them, it's a difference in how much fun this game could really be than, you know, just hiring anybody and just working with anybody and just moving moving money around. I mean it just it doesn't feel gratifying at the end of the day.
1: Man, that is oh. solid advice right there. So yeah, because oh, yeah. oh there's I one mean- more
0: piece to that. I'm sorry. Um okay. after the call, after they're approved, uh you might either even you might either approve them or disqualify them. But either way, if they're approved, they get sent to an uh, invitation to your investor portal. And okay. uh, that's my process. It's not everybody's but like um you know you can send them an approval notice or something like that. You know, anything that works and helps you yeah. there's multiple ways. So that, that's you keep, the final piece to that.
2: And you keep that relationship with what? Uh, newsletters or, or continuously phone calls or how, does, how do you do that?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So I have two lists. I have one list where if you come in and you just, you know, want to sign up to my newsletter, um, you're not on my investor list. If we've had the call, you're on my investor list. If you're not, if you're just coming through on my newsletter and you're on my newsletter list, I'm not giving investors an opportunity to opt out of future communications if they're looking to invest. So I'm not going to bombard them with newsletters until they're actually in a deal. Uh, I might send them company updates worldwide, like uh, company-wide, meaning newsletter and investors. Yeah. In regards to maybe there's something that we're and we're looking out for, or you know, safety precautions, or COVID announcements, or you know, just something that needs to make a notice sent out to everybody, right? So you want to make sure you sent out that company wide. But if if um if they're just getting get want to get the newsletter, they're gonna go on the newsletter list. But if they come through and submit the form and they know they want to invest. They'll be on my investor list and the next deal that rolls out, they'll get that email.
1: Nice. Man, that's really good. So out of that, you know, you mentioned that you disqualify someone. What's the disqualifier for you?
0: Maybe they're not ready. Maybe uh, I would never take anybody's capital. That's for instance, Oscar, say you want to come and invest. And you say, yeah, I got 25,000. That's all I got to my name. I'm not going, I'm not going to do it, man. That's all you got to your name, man. It's like, yeah, like it. I know you want to invest. I know you want in, but you might have to go figure it out another way, man. Go buy a single family with that or something. And you know, I, I I'm not even going to advise you to go do that. Yeah. You know, edit that out.
2: <laughs> I'm just
1: kidding. No, no, I hear <laughs> you, man. Like, but like, you know, it's, it's, you want to look out for people. Yeah. It's honest, not agree, it's yeah. not just taking their money. And I get it because we had, we had this young guy. It's like, Hey man, I'll take out a loan of a hundred grand. It's like, no, don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. I don't want to. I don't want to put
0: anybody in a compromising situation. Yeah, no, there's there's no so need for that, right? At the end of the day, I'm a person that uh, I'm real genuine in the sense where if it doesn't feel right, I'm not gonna do it. And a lot of that, like me and my wife, we practice a lot of that. And um, and I feel like if I do it, it's gonna go back. What goes around comes around, man. And I don't, I don't want that, man.
2: Is she involved in the business too, or she does something? Uh,
0: else? Put it this way, I don't do anything huge unless I consult with her because sometimes yeah. she might see something that I don't see. And at the end of the day, we pray about everything we're making, every big decision, even small decisions, we pray about it, and then we, we go about it, doing it. In nice. My business. I like it. That's with,
2: great, that said, with that said, man, do you, uh, so do you only um, uh, qualify accredited investors or, or, or anybody? Unaccredited
0: me. Nah, man, that's a, that's, you know, these questions are frigging phenomenal, man. So, um, no, I really, I really enjoy these because I haven't been asked these uh, previously. So, I don't disqualify you if you're not accredited. We work with both. Reason why is my funds are not are 506C, which is accredited investors only. There's some one off syndications that we do that are accredited only and then there's some that come down the pipe that are 506b's where we can't advertise and we have to have a working relationship so if you if you are not accredited and you want to be a part of the deal as long as the maximum hasn't been reached on the threshold of the investment that we have to raise which is 35 participants can be non-accredited on a 506b we offer those out on the first come first serve basis and um you know, usually, usually that's how we do it. And we don't really disqualify you if you are not accredited.
1: Awesome, man. awesome. And you mentioned you onboard them on your portal. If you can, you know, give us a little insight into what, what portal you use and which portal you recommend, uh, especially, you know, as you start and then as you scale, obviously there's a, there's a high end portals and there's those that you begin with.
0: Yeah, uh, another great question, man. So I started with Spreadsheet, man, Spreadsheet. So, uh, and then I moved over to Invest Next and Invest Next has been nothing but great from, with me. Uh, they've been awesome. We, we've we we've had many discussions with the CEO personally about um, things that I've seen that we can help to improve the service because at the end of the day, I'm about the investor experience. And when I talked to him about it, I'm like, look, man. I just want this to be as easy and efficient for them as possible. And here's my ideas. So I use that. And what the deal flow looks like is I'll send the email to everybody else, everybody on the list. And obviously, not everybody might not sign up to the to the portal when it's first come. But the only way to see the, the actual deal is to be logged into the portal. So I'll send out the email. And I'll just kind of guide everybody to the portal again. And if they needed to. They need access to see it again. I'll just kick them another email, you know, telling them to join the portal again. And then from there, that's how they'll view the deal because I like my deals behind security. I like being able to track everything through the portal so I can manage every aspect of the capital raised through the investor portal. Um, it's like people from soft committing to sending out the PPM and documents all through the portal. And they know that they're safe and their access is... Uh, right there in the portal and not everything through email. So any signed documents, you're going to upload them back to the portal and send them back over. We, here's the thing now, we, we, we've we moved on to e-signatures. So that's a big thing too. And, you know, we're literally kind of, well, pretty much we're everything in the cloud too right now. So yeah. everything's behind Microsoft 365. And, you know, that's how we're moving right now.
1: Are you able to... Do distributions is also ACH through there as
0: well? Great question, man. Great question. Look, I love these questions, man. So yeah, <laughs> um, the portal allows us to set up ACH structure payments. Uh, that's one of the biggest reasons why we moved to the portal. Um, uh, biggest reasons why we moved to the portal is for ACH reasons, uh, allowing people to track their investments all right there without having them basically to create their own spreadsheets it's all about thinking about the investor's journey and making it easier for them. And if you knew you got to track five, six, seven investments all on paper, like you really don't want to do that. Um, You're either going to create, for instance, you said, you know, a lot of people that are in, you know, uh, in it in this space that you come across, everybody's analytical. So everybody's got their own little, you know, way that they track their metrics and all that. So Make it easier for them. Give them it right there, and the distributions when you when they when you submit them on the portal and all that, it allows them to see. One, uh, they'll get their their capital and whatever desired account that they set up for, and if it's going back to a four hundred one k self directed four hundred one k or going back to their personal account or however this they got it structured, they'll also be able to manage them through the portal and show them how the how the deal is actually producing as well.
1: Awesome, man. I have a few more questions, but I see German, cool. you, you got anything? No, no, no. Okay. I, I was going to, I
2: mean, I'll, I'll end with this one, but go ahead.
1: So you going to, do you have, um, do you deal with international investors as well?
0: No, but that's a good question, man. So for instance, a Canadian investor came by the site and asked me the process and there's a whole different structure where you got to set up the syndication docs differently to allow for an account for international investors. I'm not there yet. I'm only working with uh, uh, basically everybody in America right now, but no one outside, but yeah, there's definitely ways to structure it. And um, the biggest thing is finding out what the barriers for them are as opposed to taxes wise in their country when they're making these types of investments out of country. So find out what that, what that is and, and try to guide them as best as possible.
1: Okay, awesome. And yeah, I'm asking a lot of these is actually we're, we're at that point where we're establishing our, our investor portal or all that. So I know not only, I'm not the only one in that boat. There's people listening that, hey, what do you use? How do you do it? How do you make it happen? what touch points are you doing throughout a period, right? Because I know we've gone cold on people and it's like, you know, we're messing up. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, here's the thing, man. When you, when, you, when you get a question that you feel like you can't answer, and this has worked for me a lot in the past, go to someone doing it higher level than you and find out who they, who's doing it and what and keep asking. And you might kiss a lot of frogs before you get the prints, but at the end of the day, you're going to get the answer. So if you got to move, you know, heaven and earth, move heaven and earth, just to get the answers because you want to, you, know, you want to, you want to make sure that when you say you're going to do something, you're going to do something. And when you say you're going to go get the answer, you're going to go get the answer.
1: I agree, man. I love the mentality.
2: Jeremy, what you got? Uh, one man, what markets do you focus on?
0: Uh, great question. Central Florida. We look at them. We look at Central Texas. Um, our, our one of our deals is in uh, Dallas M- MSA, um, uh, the DFW area. And we have exited out of Tennessee, where I told you, Carolinas. Uh, and that's it for now, as well as Huntsville, Alabama. But, you know, it's so close to Chattanooga. So, um, yeah, that, that's it for now. And, and as we start to build up our investor partnerships, for JV opportunities with the fund that we're a few we're, we're rolling out shortly. So I'm hopefully, hopefully in the next quarter, we'll be uh, rolling out the fund and we'll be building up our investor partnerships to be able to JV partnerships and take down as many deals as we need.
1: That's sweet, so, man. That's really awesome, man. I, I'm excited to see how much, how much you grow and what you do. I mean, you've already come a very long way and I know, uh, I can already tell mentorship has played a big role in that, so you know we're we're big fans of Jake and Gino we joined their academy I mean I know personally we've you know our our knowledge has grown tenfold just being in in a community of like minded people. What do you say to people who who are thinking about joining or or not just if you know but mentorship in general what do you tell them?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Well, I'm I'm all for mentorships or coaches or whatever you want to call them. I am on record of saying I haven't had any mentors, I didn't hire any mentors, I didn't pay for any coaching. I naturally just kind of only thing I purchased was the invested in education of Jake and Geno's. And it was, you know, a 1000 bucks at the time, and we purchased it and it was You know, everything that helped us get get to where we are today. So what I did was the biggest learning curve for me was reading a lot of books and having a lot of conversations and going to conferences and trying to do that. What I what I stated earlier in the podcast is trying to answer as many questions as I could. And the reason why I try to answer questions is even if I didn't, even if I was wrong, someone would come in and say, This is the best way to do it. And my motto is. I win or I learn and I don't lose. Nice. I love it, I like,
2: man. And, and I like the fact that you said, because yeah, I, I think my brother and I, we do that a lot as, as we learn, we, we put it out there because we know that the, the more we teach, you know, I mean, you learn more when you teach, you know, and then people start asking us questions that, that, um, that we might not know the answer sometimes, but we, we, we look at, you know, we look for the answers we ask other people and then we try to help those people because they might not have the network that we have currently. So uh, that's how we, that's how we're learning too, you know, helping other people. So I I love it. Absolutely. Another,
0: another thing that helped me was that during uh, at the beginning of COVID, like really at the beginning of COVID, I joined the mastermind program. It went for like 12 weeks or something like that. And it was amazing. Amazing. Tremendous growth out of that because you don't want to show up to your next session two weeks later and say, uh, "Yeah, I didn't do anything." Meanwhile, everybody else is crushing it. Yep. So being able to stay, on, on, like, in, online and in pace, like, whatever you want, whatever you're doing, you're staying in pace, on pace to, you know, grow and scale your business.
1: Love it, man. That's awesome. All right, so. One of the the last things that we always ask uh, everyone that comes in is, you know, family balance. Uh, Obviously, I can tell you're a family man. You have a wife. You have kids?
0: Two kids, man. Beautiful boy, 10-year-old and six-year-old daughter.
1: Congrats, man. Well, I am sure that takes a lot of juggling and a lot of balancing. I have two kids, too. So how do you make it happen? How do you keep everything, you know, working and the wheels spinning?
0: Man, um, Man, I make sure that, you know, I try to be very giving of my time with them because it's about the memories that I'm creating with them. And the reason why I'm scaling my business is for them. So I try to, you know, my son loves loves basketball. I'm a basketball referee. I try to teach him as much as I, uh, I told him, this is as far as I went. You can go further than me if you put in the work. So I try to teach him about hard work. And my daughter loves singing and dancing. So we try to dance around the house and sing and whatever. We watch the greatest show. Me and my wife, we love just spending time with each other. Just being in each other's presence is everything. So, you know, that's kind of like having my office right next, you know, they can walk in anytime and, you know, I'm recording this podcast and, they'll just knock at the door and I can see them through the glass and they'll wave or something like that. And it's, it's awesome, man. Knowing that right out the door, they're right there. So, yeah. you know, there's no commute. I've been, I've, I've worked a job that the commute was crazy. Two hours there, two hours back, um, car issues and all of that, man. I ne- I never want to be in that position ever again, man. So family's everything,
2: you know? Nice. And real estate was the portal to that life.
0: Yeah, man, <laughs> man, you said it, man. <laughs>
2: that freedom, man.
1: I know. That that is that's the biggest takeaway right there. I love it, man.
2: Yeah, hey, to like man. Uh,
0: just to, just to piggyback off of that, what you said with real estate is, you know, follow what the rich do. You know, that's they're rich for a reason, right? Yeah. So just. Pick up the the little breadcrumbs breadcrumbs that they leave behind and you know learn as much as possible about that process. And when you get stuck, you're gonna learn more. Yep. Gonna find out the ways to do it. Because when you're putting your energy in that direction already, it only makes sense for that type of information to come towards you. I mean, it's exactly. all it's it's like the gravitational pull, man. So it, just put your focus into that. That way, even when it feels like it's hopeless or, or like you just feel like, man, you need a lifeline or something or you just need the answer. Sometimes you just got to let it go. Just go do something else real quick. Go play basketball. Go do something. Do what your hobby is. Go for Like for me, it's running. When I know I'm working so much, I might go for a jog at noon because I'm just like all morning I've been doing something and I just need to let it go. And by the time I come back, I figured out the way to clean it up or make it better or do it or who to ask or who to reach yeah. out to. It's just crazy how things come to you when you just kind of release that energy. So I, I just wanted to add that.
2: Yeah, yeah no, I, lo- I love it, man. Even on on the on the difficult days, I mean, sometimes it just takes to go sleep it off and you wake up the next day and you're like, why was I so stressed yesterday? I, I don't even." Yeah, I know. And you find the answer or the answer just come out, you know that's pretty yeah. awesome i like I like that,
1: or something changes, and you're like, man, why was I so annoyed by that you know so. yeah
0: nothing nothing's coincidental, man. it's just like uh i have a hat my wife got me it's uh it's not luck, it's god right? it's it's amazing to me and I'm like that's it, I wear it everywhere
1: that's awesome, awesome. man, that's yeah. great, man. and I love hearing you know it sounds like you got an amazing uh amazing partnership there and family. So that's that's great to hear, man. You know, and, and for anyone out there, you know, that's what we should all be striving for, right? It's all about family, like you said.
0: I think we all have it, right? In our own way. We all have yeah. it. Own, like my way might not be your way, but your way yeah. might not be my way. And it's, it's, it's that's the beauty of it, man. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. that's it. I love you, man.
1: Well John, thank you so much, man. You know, for all the listeners, if you could just uh tell them where they can find you, where they can reach you, all that jazz.
0: Yeah, man. Um, first of all, man, thank you guys. And if you guys haven't already, go and rate and review this show, man. Ask hey, great hey, hey. questions. It's authentic. They're so curious and just want to drill down to the answers, man. I loved it, man. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me on.
1: I think so, uh, man.
0: Easiest way to find me is johnfortes.com, F O R T E S dot com and for anybody that's looking for investment tracking, uh, you know, you want to track your investments, I have a great spreadsheet. You can go to ProjectedReturns.com, and um, it's for free, man. It's for free. I give it away for free.
1: That's awesome, man. What can they do with that? Is that like a uh, a financial uh, statement of your own or just for investments? Mm-hmm.
0: No, I mean, like it's for anybody that has any type of investments, whether they're personal or you've invested in a syndication. I like to call it the passive investor, the passive investment tracker. Uh, you can compare projected returns versus actual returns. Gotcha. Uh, you can compare investments and affirm your markets, helps you refine your passive investment criteria. You can compare sponsors, track up to five investments, and then it got visuals with graphs and charts.
1: I love it, man. You're pulling all the data together. That sounds great. Yeah, we'll have to check that out.
0: Yeah. I appreciate well, you guys, man. Thank you for having me hey, on. Hey, and yeah, you also have your so
2: podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh,
0: man. Hey, um, you
1: gotta bring it up. <laughs>
0: it's cool, man. I, thank you for that, man. I, sometimes it's like, I mean, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but I feel like I don't want to step on toes with talking Oh No, about no, 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 yeah, no. This
2: is what I we do, step man. Step we we step step spread step everything. everything. We spread the love, man. There's, there's abundance. I uh,
0: appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. I always tell people, man,
2: I
1: mean, you're a data guy. There's there's like uh 70 million listeners right now right in the next decade it's projected to go up to 200 300 million listeners right there's enough listeners for everyone oh, yeah, right I and everyone that, has a different way of approaching the subject you all learn from someone different maybe they don't like me maybe they like john right like
0: nah man they're that's- here for you man they're here <laughs> here your people, man.
1: But that's cool, you know. It's cool because it, it works each way. I mean, maybe there's something they like about someone else. I mean, Joe Rogan. I don't know, you know. Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear. You. There's a there's a person for everyone, right? So, nobody, man. There's enough listeners yeah, out there. Man. Enough podcasts.
0: <laughs> nah, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, thank you, thank you, German, for the for the alley you pay. I'll dunk it home real quick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's the passive investor show. We 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 focus on two things, right? So, like for operators looking to scale their business quickly and efficiently, we, we talk about that with operators we bring on um, and how they're raising capital in the process. And then for the passive investors. Uh, We talk about basically they learn about the passive investing experience and how that process flows and what that what the channel should look like with boutiques and small, small boutique investment firms to institutional firms. And uh, the name of the podcast is the Passive Investor Show. And uh, the easiest way to find it is either on your favorite podcast platform or www.passiveinvestorshow.com.
1: That's awesome. awesome, man. And if you listen to that show, give him a five star review as well. Give us a five star <laughs> review. <laughs> Check us out, man. All right, John, thank you so much. I don't man. know if you, you guys can
0: tell, but I love domains, man. If I could find it and get it, I'm buying it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all right, man.
2: That's awesome. awesome dude. Man. Hey, thank you John for your you time, man.
0: time, man. Thank you, man. God bless you, too, man.